0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: you're listening to the dolphins talk podcast network
2: you're listening to a weekly podcast made by miami dolphin fans for miami dolphin fans your source for entertaining dolphin news insight and general conversation here's your host michael fink all right, it's Wednesday, and I'm here with Jim Johnson. Hey, everybody. And Louis Rigoni.
1: Hello, Dolphins.
2: So, we got the 49ers coming up this week. Who's excited? It's well,
1: football.
0: I'm excited to have another football game, but uh, I'm not really sure I'm excited about our chances traveling across the country.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Didn't hurt uh, Seattle any. <laughs> yeah, That's right. So I noticed. Kirk's uh, theory... Went out the yeah, window, didn't it? the
2: window.
1: <laughs> right. Um, Seattle's been playing well coming across. You know, I, I think that's a little bit overrated to some extent. You know, I mean, teams good teams win regardless. Bad teams lose regardless. It doesn't matter where they're going. You know, San Francisco's a good team, and uh, we're going to have our hands full. There's no question.
2: Well, they kind of beat up, blue.
1: They were beat up, Mike. I don't know if they're going to be so beat up come this weekend. Not on offense, at least. I mean, uh, some of the guys are coming back, supposedly. Is that accurate? Or they practiced, at least?
2: Well, Garoppolo uh, was limited in practice today, and the the running back came back.
1: Right. Mozart? Yep. Yep. That'll be a help if they get those two guys back, because they don't really have an awful lot of depth at running back right now. Uh, because they lost uh one of their other running backs earlier in the season as well, Tevin Coleman. So um, you know, they do have McKinnon, who's been hurt the last couple of years, but behind him, not an awful lot. So if Mozart comes back, it's definitely gonna be a plus for them. There's no question about that. And uh um, right, well. Well, good. I know they got Samuel well. Sam Samuel back last Debo Samuel. Back last week, as well, which is you know he he's probably their best receiver, so they're getting a little bit healthy on the offensive side
2: so how do we
0: just, how do we stop them that's a good question uh, on offense they're they're not you know they're not a, a usually a high scoring team, but they did just get kittle back and he he went off to the you know caught every ball that went his way fifteen for fifteen uh pushing two hundred yards so Obviously, that's going to be our main concern: is to try to try to slow the guy down and and limit his catches and his Jim, impact on the I game. I don't
2: think we've stopped a tight end since Nixon was president.
0: I it might have been uh, just before he was elected. Yeah, that's definitely a problem. But it, it, they've got to do something to slow the roll with uh, with Kittle, or else it's going to be over early. So yeah, I have
1: to try something. I, I don't. You have to slow him down to some extent. I mean, they have to throw coverages his way. They got to jam him at the line of scrimmage. They got to do all kinds of things because everything goes through him. He's their best offensive player, and that includes their quarterback. You know, Garoppolo is—he's pretty solid, but he's not over—he's not Russell Wilson. I can tell you that. Um, <clears throat> their receivers are sneaky good. You know, Debo Samuel, and uh, this kid Ayuk who you know just he showed what he can do the other night. Uh they're sneaky good. Uh they're not like the tandem we played last week. They're not they're they're not as good, but they are both very solid football players and they're both very young and very quick. But everything goes through Kittle. Uh their running game is pretty good. You know, they're both of their running backs Mozart who you mentioned Mike is averaging over six yards a carry. Before he got hurt, he was averaging over six yards a carry. And McKinnon's averaging close to six yards a carry. So this team can run the football. Their offensive line is pretty solid. Um, you know, you, you just have to hope that our defensive line can hold up against their offensive line and somehow, some kind of way, they slow Kittle down. And, uh, you know, you've got a shot here. I mean, they're not a dynamic offense. They're nothing like, you know, again, they're nothing like Seattle. But, uh, you know, they can beat you. You know, they're, they're listen, they're a Super Bowl team. And they are banged up on that offensive side. But uh, they were banged up, I should say, on that offensive side. But they are getting healthy. And, of course, you know, with our luck, you know, we're walking right into that. So uh, this is probably the healthiest, healthiest they're going to be in a few weeks if they do, in fact, get those two guys back. So, um, you know, they're, they're gonna, it's going to be a task, but uh, not impossible.
2: Not impossible. Nothing's impossible, right? You win any week, you go out there. It's just a matter of uh, playing your best.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, I think that's why they play the games, right?
2: Exactly.
1: Exactly. Well, look at last week. I mean, you know, going in there – You know, Seattle coming in, I mean, we really thought that it was, you know, they were just going to go up and down the field, and our defense actually held their own. So, you know, we'll we'll see. This isn't as good an offense. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see how they stack up against them, and hopefully uh, are we getting our cornerback back this week? I mean, that would be a plus. Did he practice, Mike? I don't know. I didn't see anything in regard to the reports as far as the Dolphin players. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I haven't heard anything myself. To be honest with you, right? I I, I tend to doubt it. Uh, we'd already heard the big news, probably. You know the the thing is though, you know we talked about Kittle and how do we stop it? I I think we've got to put a body on him on the line, and slow his his break, disrupt his pattern, whatever it is, and then give some you know put a second body on him, you know later in the route, do some type of modified zone coverage specifically for Kittle and try to try to man up best we can with those other receivers who, like you mentioned, Lou, are, are kind of sneaky good, but they're not that obvious threat that you've got a double team to to make sure they don't kill you. I think Kittle is the main objective to uh, to, to
1: slow in this game. He is the problem. I mean, there's no question about that. The problem that I foresee is who is that player going to be? And, you know, we don't have a linebacker, obviously, capable of doing it, and I don't believe any of our safeties are capable of doing it. Now, you know, do you put Xavier Howard on him and just have him follow him all over the field? I mean – that's an option and then maybe double up with a safety. But um, I'll tell you what, Jim, if you put a linebacker up on him at the line of scrimmage and then double up with one of our safeties, I think he's still going to be successful regardless of the fact. So, you know, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I really don't. Um, He's, he's, he's a beast. He's fast. He's strong. uh, He's, he's an incredible athlete. I mean, you look across the NFL and you look at every position in the league and kittle's got to be a top 10 guy in the nfl right now as far as uh regardless of whatever position uh you know you look at him and he, he's at the top of his game he's one of the best players in football right now so he's going to be a task and i just don't know if we have the personnel on the defensive side to you know to actually slow him down in any way shape or form unless of course you know they they just have howard trail him all over the field um you know, I don't see that happening either, but <laughs> if I was a defensive coordinator, I'd definitely consider it because um, he makes a lot of plays for that team.
2: What you think about the other side of the ball?
1: Well, go ahead, Jim. I'll let you start on that one. The issue here is kind of a concern for me
0: after last week's game. We seem to be playing a, a different, oh, maybe a more conservative game or something We didn't go deep passes much. We didn't stretch the field a whole lot against uh, Seattle, and I I was kind of scratching my head wondering why. I I understand uh, they're trying to get the ball out quick, so they don't have time to see plays develop uh, that extra second or so. Uh, I get that, but if you don't stretch the field, they're just going to jam the box and, and and slow everything else you try to do. Jim, so Jim
2: Fitzpatrick's been getting the ball out on an average of two point two seconds.
0: Yeah, that's that's like that's one of more the than fast- quick. That's, yeah, that's second that's,
2: fastest in the league.
0: Yeah, and you don't have a lot of time to be looking at your second and third reads on that. Pretty much, you're you're going with your first instinct there. That takes pressure off your all your rookie offensive linemen. Uh, it does a lot of things to
2: help. Speaking of, speaking of that, we may not have Jackson this week.
0: Yeah, I saw that, and that's a problem. Um, because that's how the 49ers, you know, are successful against the pass. They don't have any superstar secondary, and they're beat up. They've got injuries. So you'd think teams would be able to take advantage of that, but they're still one of the league leaders in pass defense. And they're doing it by getting pressure on the quarterback. So uh, when you pressure the quarterback, it 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 goofs up all your routes, all your pass plays. So they're getting it done one way or the other, and we're going to have to utilize our tight ends, which Gazeki was pretty much absent last week. Uh, you know, we need to get him back involved somehow, be it Smythe, Gusecki, or whoever. But we've got to get that that short to middle range game going again. You don't and think
2: Changeli's listening, listening, do you?
0: This is what was so confusing against Seattle. I really didn't see anything. You know, I kept saying they need to do this. Why don't they do that? And, and I just never saw much of those type of plays down the field.
2: Well, let's be honest now. They, they moved the ball pretty good against uh, Seattle. They really did. It, w- uh-huh. it wasn't until they got to the 20-yard line that everyone yeah. kind of got befuddled
0: when it started to really get to crunch time in, in the you know, you know below the 20, it, it got hard for sure. You know, they did move the ball well, but you didn't see those chunk plays that we had seen in earlier this games. True. So true. that does, when you get a chunk play, the, the defense kind of gets on their heels a little bit.
2: But let me ask you something. Don't, yep. don't you think maybe that was sort of by design, trying to keep the, you know, Russell Wilson on the bench?
0: That's exactly what we talked about on the last podcast last Wednesday. As we right. said, we've got to try to keep their offense off the field, and so they they didn't. Maybe we that. shouldn't
2: criticize them for that. I think what we should criticize them for is is not being effective in the red zone. That, that's really it. I, I don't have a problem with them uh, being conservative on offense, but you've still got to be able to drive it in when you need to.
0: Yeah, yeah. The absence of uh, Williams and Gazeki making plays in that game didn't help any of that either because uh, they were basically uh, no-shows on the stat sheet at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you can't, you can't play football games and, and possess the football as much as they did and have those long drives and not come away with touchdowns. It's that simple. Absolutely. Yeah. And, That's a, and, you know, regardless of the fact, I mean, they, they accomplished what they wanted to, but in the red zone, just too conservative. Uh, third and five, you're running the football, and and you know, again, Mike, we talked a little bit about this. Uh, we didn't make this point um, to uh, overly. We didn't we didn't get into it as much as I wanted to, but you don't have a dynamic running back to where. You have a guy that you can hand the ball off to on third and five and expect him to get into the end zone. You know what I'm saying? We don't have a Marshawn Lynch. We don't have an Adrian Peterson in his heyday. So why are you doing that? It doesn't make sense. You don't even have your best running back, as far as I'm concerned, in that situation on the field that you're handing the ball to. So... You know, in in those situations, it doesn't make sense. So I understand the coaching staff and what they were attempting to do, and they were successful in doing it. But the bottom line is, you didn't win a football game, and you didn't get into the end zone when you had when you had opportunities to. And you know, again, you know, you've got to get the ball, or at least attempt to get the ball into your best players' hands. And you know, inside that ten yard line, Parker's got to see a pass. He's just got to. Inside the twenty, same thing. You know, I I don't I don't really care how you get it done. You have to get it done. And uh, you know, there may be some blame among the players there, but you know, the coaches have to take you know take some of the blame as well. Uh, you know, when they when they settle for five field goals over the course of a game, I mean that's that's crazy.
0: One of one of Mike's favorite sayings. When we're talking about you know the things we need to do to win games, and his favorite saying is "score more points." And you did everything right. We possessed the ball. We kept Seattle on the sidelines, and Russell Wilson on the sidelines watching. But we didn't score any points. And all those field goals are moral victories for the for the Seattle defense. They kept them out of the end zone, and you know that's like defeating in a way when you got to settle for a field goal. So. Getting back to what I was saying earlier, Mike. So we were in the red zone a lot. So we were we were obviously moving the ball. So maybe we need to take a shot when we're thirty yards out, something like that. But we've got to we've got to convert something better, obviously, to stretch that field is all I was getting at because I didn't see much.
2: Well, I, I would think know, if they can if they can slow down the Forty ers defensive front, right. that's a big if. Yep. Then I think you're going to take more chances. Yeah, there's Either that, or, you know, Go ahead. you keep somebody else in, and, and don't send as many receivers out. You know, you bring another tight end in to block. You do something mm-hmm. to to allow you the opportunity to stretch the field a little bit.
1: Right. You, you, and on top of that, you have to get more imaginative. I mean, you know, the jet sweep we didn't see once. We didn't even see him in motion. Grant, you know, coming behind. Uh, in front of Fitzpatrick in shotgun. You need to do something to deceive the linebackers and, and the team on the other side of the football. And you just didn't see that. I mean, we were successful on that one jet sweep to Grant two weeks ago. And we didn't see it once this week. And I don't care whether they hand the ball to him or not. You're getting the defense thinking. And that's what they need to do. There was just no imagination there. Um, They did a very good job at moving the football. Yes, that's correct. But again, no points and no chunk plays, as Jim mentioned earlier. And you have to have those type of plays. You have to have a defense thinking In the back of their mind, okay, what do they got up their sleeve right now? I mean, if I'm defending the Dolphins right now and what we saw of them last week, they're a pretty easy team to defend. Uh, You know, they have to execute perfectly to move the football. And to Parker's credit and to Fitzpatrick's credit, those balls and those first downs, you know, to Isaiah Ford as well, we can throw him in the mix. Are perfectly executed plays, and that's why they were successful. I mean, there's no separation. Uh, you know, there's no imagination involved. They're simple slants, and they're just executing the plays perfectly. So, you have to get a little bit more imaginative on offense. You have to start getting the defense thinking on different terms. Because, as I said, Mike, on Monday, you know, teams are watching us on film. They're sitting on all this stuff right now, and it's gonna. That's gonna become less and less successful. So they have to have a change of pace this week. They have to do a lot of things differently. Um, I saw where uh, Chan Gailey made the uh the comment in regard to getting Preston Williams a little bit, they have to get him more involved. And uh that that's a key as well, you know. Because if Parker is getting all that attention, you know, Williams is man the man and he's gotta make plays on the other side. He's they gotta, gotta at least t- attempt yeah. to he's got
2: he's gotta make plays. That's just it. Same yeah. with Goseki,
1: has- same exact thing with Goseki. Mm-hmm. And to add to your
0: points, Lou, I'll just mention that, that we kept you know, Mighty Mouse, Grant, and uh, we signed Breida, two of the fastest guys on the team, that probably the fastest guys, and we're not really trying to utilize that speed. Now, I don't know what the reasoning is for it. A you know, coach is no best and all this mumbo jumbo, but if I brought these guys in, I'd be wanting to use them somehow, and I don't see them getting utilized, and, and that's a
1: concern for me as well. Agreed. Absolutely. We talked about that on Monday. You know, Breida. Uh, it, it's just interesting. You know, I'm, I'm really not sure what the issue is. I don't think that his talent level has uh, slipped you know, from last year to this year. Uh, He's on the field. Uh, Gaskins, again, you know, I'll give him all the credit in the world. He's done a very good job. But I think when you're in a situation where you need some chunk plays that you talked about, I think Breida gives you another really good option for those type of situations. And uh, I don't mind both of them being on the field at the same time. I talked about that on Monday as well. I mean, you know, you had Laird and you had Gaskins on the field in week one. Um, you know why not throw something like that at, at a defense as well um, you know we talked about their defensive front and they're very strong they're, they're a good good front there's no question about it they put pressure on the quarterback those four guys uh, most of their sacks have come from their defensive line this year. But their secondary, they have their first stringers and their second stringers banged up. So, um, you know, you've got a challenge. You've got to get them thinking. you got to get, you know, you got to take their confidence away early and, um, you know, get them thinking about different things. And let's just hope they're a lot more aggressive on offense. Uh, that's the only way you're going to win this football game.
2: All right. So, the big news this morning was uh, Flores came out and said that uh, two is not ready to start yet. Mm-hmm. Jim, what are your thoughts on that?
0: I think basically that everybody is just too invested in that number five draft pick. We're watching Herbert making plays and... Uh, you know, Joe Burrow up in Cincinnati he's got his first win, so everybody says, we got to have Tua in here. He's the solution. You know, Fitzpatrick's throwing seven interceptions. He needs to go, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I don't see it that way. I, I, I see it more, I'd rather him sit and digest as much NFL scheme, theory, playbook, you know, just situational football in the NFL before he gets thrown into the fire. And he's coming off a serious hip injury. Yes, it's supposed to be 100% healed. And yes, he's supposed to be ready to play. Flores has said that. But if we don't need to throw him into the fire, let's let him heal up a little bit more. Those interceptions I talked about with Fitz, well, you know, two-thirds of them were on the, you know, the offensive players that either batted the ball or fell down or turned the wrong way. So, it, you know, it's not all on the negative side. And all of these people saying that he should be playing, I guess they, they're smarter than Flores. And uh, they know a lot more than Flores about
2: it. Well, we think we're smarter than Galley, so it's only fair.
0: Well, <laughs> I can second guess a game plan a lot better than I can about a situation on a quarterback i've never met i've never seen his x-rays i have. Met, i haven't really you know I, I don't know anything about it you know what i'm saying I, seen I'm him not, play this i'm year. not i'm not professing to know anything about it other than a little film i've seen yes i'm 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 ecstatic to see him play i want to see him take over the team and and take it by the reins and and just start winning games and take us to championship after championship but It doesn't have to be this week. It doesn't have to be next week. It can be week 16 for all I care. Uh, Just let it play. Well, everybody's
2: saying, you know, once they they start playing, you know, there's an adjustment period to the speed of the NFL, and and rookies usually struggle their first year.
0: They do. So
2: the quicker you throw them out there, the quicker you get that, you know, struggle period over with.
0: That's, and that's, and that's, true. that's
2: the reasoning for a lot of people wanting to get him out there now. But my thinking is, it doesn't matter, because your offensive line is not quite ready yet. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and, you just...
2: And you, you, you don't want to put him out there and ask him to do something he's not equipped to do, and I don't think he's equipped to be throwing the ball in 2.2 seconds.
0: Yeah, that's what I was just as a, want to as say. a rookie. You so, just you just mentioned that Fitz is getting it out of Dodge yeah. in two just over two seconds. That's uh, that's a that's a hard pill to swallow for a rookie. Yeah,
1: but what purpose would it serve? In all honesty, I mean, are are we going to be that much better with two or a quarterback right now? I don't think so. Uh, I think Fitzpatrick uh, didn't have a really good game last week. Uh, you know, the week prior against Jacksonville. He he threw two incompletions, um, you know. So could Tour have done better against Jacksonville? Could he have done better against San Francisco? I don't know, but the point is, is that you know one way or another, the team around them is still going to be the team around them. Uh, he's not going to be able to uh, go out there and play corner and safety when they you know when they blow a coverage down right. the field on defense. He's not going to make that that big a difference on this football team right now. As a matter of fact, in my opinion, I think we take a step backwards if, in fact, he came in at this point because you're going to have a guy that doesn't quite understand what's going on right now and has not worked with these guys as Fitzpatrick has. Um, The offense has been crisp for the most part. Um, I've been very happy with the way – they have moved the football this year. Now, can Tua come in and do do different things possibly? Can he extend plays, run around, throw a deep ball down the field very possibly?
2: But you didn't sound you, happy 10 minutes ago. What's that? You didn't sound happy 10 minutes ago
1: in regard to what? With the way
2: the, the no, offense. I, I, Yes, Mike,
1: I'm I'm not happy with the coaching staff and and what they're doing the the offense in general has has been okay i'm not overly concerned with with fitzpatrick uh, the coaching staff and what they have done compared to what we did last year is like night and day, and that's where my frustration is setting in because you're not seeing deep balls, you're not seeing any kind of imagination involved in our offense.
2: Now, no, I get that, I get that, Lil, you know, but you know, that's not going to change with uh, it, with Tua. Tua that's in my there. whole
1: point. You're still yeah. going to have the same players and the same coaching staff coaching the same game. Now, maybe they would throw in different plays for Tua but you know at that point Fitzpatrick's probably better in in certain ways than Tua is, and let me tell you something. If Fitzpatrick was playing horribly bad, Flores would be the first guy to say, "Listen, you know, we're going to go a different, we're going to go a different route." He did it last year with Josh Rosen, and Rosen isn't even comparable to what Tua is. So um, he's not afraid to do that, but he doesn't feel that it's the best scenario for the team and the best chance for them to win is with Fitzpatrick right now. And that's what people have to understand. It's that simple. You know, Tua is going to have his day at some point, but now is not the day. And next That's week it. is probably not the day either unless Fitzpatrick gets hurt or he throws six interceptions this week. So, yeah.
0: Another thing to consider is Fitzpatrick is often our leading rusher. I'm not right. sure I'm too I'm not sure I'm too comfortable replacing Fitzpatrick with Tua at this point and kind of well, I mean, is he going to slide? Put him is in, he going to is risk. he going to exactly. scramble? Yeah. Are you going to put him at risk like like Fitzpatrick? He, he doesn't care. He puts his head down and trucks people. You know, it's all good. He smiles and and thinks it's great. But <laughs> I, that's not really the position I want to put my my uh, my rookie quarterback in. You know, we've seen the hits that. Uh, Joe Burrow's taken in Cincinnati. He gets handed, handed, and handled, and handled. And uh, it's, he's, it's, he's
2: a little bigger kid,
1: though. <laughs> he yes, he yeah, is. He's not coming it, you know, off of the injuries too has either, right? You know
0: exactly. And this is the thing that, like, it, you know, I just assume this offensive line get a few more games under its belt, and uh, you know, be a little more consistent in the run game and pass protection to give him that extra half a second.
2: Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, look, you, you can force it. You can throw them out there and feed them to the wolves. But I just think with where this offensive line is, it's its not the time. Give the kids up front a little time to, you know, uh, communicate and uh, just gel. And I think you'll see, you'll see it before long, but now is not the time. I just think people have to have some patience.
0: Well, I, I think a lot of people are still looking at our record and thinking about playoffs and well, they you know, need to
2: stop that right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, this is this is a complete teardown. I mean, nobody likes to win, to to lose, you know, too many games. Uh we've been losing for too many games for too many years now, but
2: all right, but look at who we played. Uh, it, you know, it's foolishness. Yeah, you know, I we know. we played 3 of the elite teams in the league. Yep. Agree In Jacksonville, and we played In well. Jacksonville, okay, yes,
0: yeah. and we were we were in all four of the games, which we is a huge stride ahead of last year. So,
2: Absolutely. so people just need to understand where we are and what we're doing, and and what we're doing right now is playing the best we can. We're not equipped to beat the best teams in the league just yet. That'll come.
1: Yep. I mean, it, listen, it, there's a whole different dynamic to going to Tua. Uh, you know, he's left-handed. You start off with that, right? So you basically have, you know, a whole different situation in regard to your tackles, right? And who becomes more important and who doesn't? I don't really care either way, but the point is, is that two, I'm sure, does things better in certain circumstances than Fitzpatrick does, and I'm sure Fitzy does things better, you know, when he's on the football field. And right now, you know, they they're really it really doesn't make a difference. I think that Fitzpatrick is the perfect guy to be running that football team right now. The players love him. He's a leader. Uh, not that two is not going to be, or he isn't, but you know Fitzpatrick's got a lot of respect from other teams in the NFL and from his own teammates and his coaching staff. And I think that for this football team right now, that young offensive line, you know, you need that veteran presence out there, and and he's the guy
2: that needs to be running the ship. Look, we can sit here and try and justify the decision from now until next week. But right. the, the bottom line is the coach decided that's the way it is. So, right. until he changes his mind, people just have to deal. <laughs> it's that simple. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, and, enjoy what you got. Enjoy watching the team grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, enjoy and, and Kinley and uh, the other guys on the line. Uh, you know, I... I On defense, we've we've certainly got some growing pains. You know, Benogany has been uh, struggling, obviously, you know, but he's going to get better for it. So, you know, this is a process. And, uh, you know, come come April, we'll uh, have a whole bunch of new kids to bring in, and uh, hopefully some of them are going to be pretty good. A
1: couple new toys.
2: Yeah, as long as Houston keeps losing, we're in business.
1: (laughs) How about if some of the other guys, you know, start stepping up and maybe well, that's plays, another thing. Baker, you know, we
2: talked about him Monday and a few other guys. You know, we, we do need those guys to step up or ship out one of the two.
1: They have to. I mean, Williams, Gesicki, you know, he can't show up once every four games. I said that on Monday and I'll say it again. And I know, you know, I know he's, you know, he's got all the talent in the world, but he's got to be much more consistent. And I don't know if bringing two out on the field is really going to change the way those guys are playing football right now. Uh, you know, those got now, if those guys were playing well and um, – Fitzpatrick was was the problem. Was holding him back was right. holding him back, and it's like, man, you know what? God, these guys are wide open. He keeps overthrowing them, or he keeps throwing, you know, into double coverage and that type of thing. I'd be like, you know what? It, it's probably time to make that move. But that's not the case. These guys are not getting separation, and as you mentioned, he's getting rid of the ball in two point two seconds. And you guys, you know, off the line of scrimmage are not creating any kind of separation i mean come on you know those guys have to step up once they do and if fitzpatrick struggles then i understand the quarterback change but right now i just see it as a whole to where guys are not making big plays and getting those chunk plays and scoring touchdowns when we you need know,
2: them. on on one play it's no separation on one play fitzpatrick misses a read you know it's different things you, you can't yes. just say it's one thing the team is not playing well collectively, and, and that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. So you know they'll get better. <laughs> they will get better. Uh, you know we got to figure out. You know is is Williams the answer at receiver? You know that that may take a little time to figure out. He's coming off a pretty significant injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gasicki, I don't know what the deal is there. I don't know if if he's getting open and and Fitz isn't looking that way, or if it is really a lack of separation. Uh, I'd have to watch more game film to be able to determine that. Mm-hmm. But uh, the bottom line to it is this: they're they're competing. They are competing. They're, they're playing some really good teams competitively. Uh, you know what's it going to take for them to make the next jump? I really believe it's a little more talent, and we know that's coming. So. People just need to relax. Tool will get in there when he gets in there. And I'm sure when he does get in there, he'll be ready. He'll be prepared because they're taking this extra time to make sure that he is. So I think it's smart personally.
1: Agree. All right,
2: guys. Anything else you'd like to add?
1: I'm good. I think, I think that we're... about wraps it up. Fins up. Fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. Let's get another win here.
2: All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.